Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Live, loud, KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250, and 103.3 FM. Laying down the law. With Steve Foster, Rod Chico Tanner, and Chris Fernandez. Brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Instaco Global Logistics, Cover 3 San Antonio, Serenity Medical Centers, San Antonio and Austin, and Hop Dottie Burger Bar. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is... Laying down the law, I'm your host, Steve Foster, alongside Chris Fernandez. And a great night of basketball, college basketball, men's division one. Elite eight games in San Antonio, Texas at the AT&T Center. We had the University of Houston, Cougs, and the Villanova Wildcats. And Villanova gets the win, Chris, last night. And uh, they won the national championship of 2018 in the Alamo city as well. Uh, a guy like Colin Gillespie for, for Villanova and uh, his crew uh, headed now to New Orleans uh, along with the Duke blue devils as half of the final four is now decided they'll play those games uh, next Saturday and Monday. But I got, I, I got a rant, man. I got a rant. Let me, let me tell you these stats and, you know, I hear these people tell me about the percentage of the three-pointer versus the two-pointer, and it takes only two, two three-pointers to make six and three two-pointers to make six and uh, the efficiency. No. Houston shot 5% from behind the three-point line. One for 20. I was going crazy and watching the game. Uh, some of the guys that you hear during the week uh, watching the game. And a three-on-two fast break. Now, tell me, you played a little basketball. You probably at least played in middle school, junior high. A little bit. Three-on-two fast break. What do you – okay, hear me out. I know this wasn't five slam jamma, but let's just take this, okay? Let's take Michael Young, guard, Clyde Drexler, forward and Benny Anders who had the craziest vertical of them all if they were going to go three on two against the world they were not going to stop and pull up at the three-point line and try to shoot a daggum three-pointer right take it to the rack if you get fouled it's two shots okay I'm gonna give you this math for all these analytical fooligans okay you're one for 20 from the three-point line. So at some point, and I'm going to put some real salt 
in the wound of UT football players and football fans. If you would have pulled, and I like this guy a lot, he's doing great now, Chris Sims before his fourth interception against Colorado and put in Major Applewhite, after the second interception, even the third, you would have won the game and Nebraska wouldn't have gone to that national championship and Texas would have got the beat down from Miami. Okay, if you would have gone to the basket 10 of those 20 times and either made a layup or got fouled, you only lost by six. You were shooting 60-plus percent from the free throw line. That's 12 times better than you shot three-pointers the whole game, and you shot 20! It's my jersey number, exclamation. But you gave the game away because somebody told you, well, analytically, see, I don't get, I took four semesters of calculus at Princeton. No, go to the basket on a three-on-two fast break. If you get a jump shot, great. But that's not why you have a three-on-two fast break. The idea is to get your fast guys out on the wing, whoever that is, the guy with the ball. We did drills at the beginning of our basketball warm-up when I played, and I was bowed out of 10th grade because I was directionally challenged. But you would make the passes so the ball never hit the ground. You didn't have to take a dribble. And then you flew in the air. <laughs> If Benny Anders settled for a three-point shot, I, uh, Guy Lewis, I think, was the, 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 the he said, he had punched him in his head. And you ought to have been all mad and called him Bobby Knight of the South. <laughs> but it's dumb. It's stupid. It, it, it makes no sense. And one, Allen Iverson, he had to be going crazy. Elijah Wan was in, the, uh, in section 124. He had to be throwing up. You know, we, we saw the same thing happen Thursday night during the game between uh, Houston and Arizona where there was a three-on-two uh, fast break, and they pulled up instead of going to the, going to the hoop and, and, and doing a layup or, or, or something, and, and, and the ball and the shot was missed. So Take I, it take to the, the rack. Every, take it to the rim. Take it to the basket. You're six-whatever, a heck of a lot taller than Chris and I. Heck get, of a lot fouled. get fouled going to the basket. It's easier shooting Especially, two free right. throws every single time. You make six out of ten, you win the game. You ha it was a home game for Houston. And Calvin Sampson, he he's a good coach. Oh, you can't – I understand what the times are. You know, I need five wide receivers. You don't need five wide receivers in football. You don't have enough time to find five wide receivers. A play takes between 2.4 at the latest and maybe three seconds. You can't find five wide. You can't. So all that stuff, see it, high school, college, pro, it don't work. you got to wonder, though, Foss, do you think that that's something that's coming from the coaches or is this the players that are out there wanting to hit the threes <laughs> On their own. Uh, you have to, with these coaches now in the Elite Eight, they have enough command of their players to say, go to the rim. I agree. I agree because, you're, like you said, and we talked about this Thursday night on the drive home. 5%. One for 20. Oh, your odds are a heck of a lot better going to the rack and drawing the foul. 
If you were one for 15 in the other five times you went to the basket and you made two points, you win by four and you're one for 15. If you pull Chris Sims after the second or third interception, Major Applewhite brings Texas back. You beat Colorado in the Big 12 championship, and you go to the national championship. You can't have four interceptions from your quarterback in a game, and you can't have one for 20 from the three-point line. I can make one for 20 from the three-point line. I can do that. I'll bet the house I can do that. But I can make. 10 out of 20 layups. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, and the numbers don't lie. And, and it just makes sense. I mean, your percentage from the three from the three point line is is so low. It just and I can sense. hear some people you and I know, yeah. but see, analytically, I don't give a like. Analytics don't win games, right? And if you want to follow me because of some analytical Foster does this on third down, then guess what? I'm going to change it up because I have more than one play for every situation. Play my team on seven on seven and think that I'm going to call the same play. I will trick you every time. I will trick you every time because you, it's not a program. Humans aren't programmed that way. They're trained. But when you realize, man, I'm one for ten. DeMar DeRozan, come on. We know him in San Antonio, the master of the mid-range jumper. He's scoring silly points for the Bulls. He don't take three-pointers. You're going to say, well, that's one guy. No, the whole NBA didn't take all these three-pointers with Magic and Bird and all those guys. They scored 30 points, but they got to the stripe. It's free. There's nothing better than free, especially if you get two of them at a time. So much passion from you today, Foss. Because it just didn't make sense. I can't play the game, but I know what to do. (laughs) I'm scraping six feet when I put on the hoop shoes, man. And I'm standing tall, bro, tall. But I know I'm going to the basket and I, you know what? And if you, oh, well, they're going to swat the mess out of you. You know what? That's why Coach had you do the reverse layup because you can take them on the front inside of the rim and go underneath and back off the glass. I used to try to do that. You might not be able to jump as high or move as fast. No. But you could pass it to the guy that could. Yeah. Hey, listen, if I'm wrong, call me, 210-656-ESPN, 3776 and tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. One for 20. Oh, but the analytics say you can get three, and three makes six, but you got to make three layups. But the layup is a much higher percentage shot that can also get you either to the free throw line for two or an and one situation. We called Iverson his shoe and one because he was nasty in the paint. Jordan didn't settle. Jordan didn't settle for three-pointers. Greatest guy ever. You're going to take Steph Curry over Michael Jordan? No. No. <laughs> no. And, and when you talk about that, guys in the NBA that played back in that era when when Jordan played, they all went to the basket. They Larry Bird, went. and I get chastised for this, he's six percentage point 
less of a three-point shooter than Steph Curry. Well, he didn't shoot as many one. He didn't practice that. But he was still only 6%, which was nothing. If you get 6% better than one for 20, guess what? Houston wins the game. Well, I was just about to ask you, based on the play of last night's game, change the fact that they don't take the threes and they go to the rack, does it, does it, does it change the outcome of the game, in your opinion? Yes, because you're not going to go one for 20 inside the three-point line because you're either going to shoot 15 to 17-footers, which great high school basketball players that go play Division One hit 60 or better percent of the time, and maybe if you're shooting 10 to 8-footers, they're going in 70-plus percent of the time. And you could get fouled. They didn't get fouled one time on a three-point shot. So there's no chance. What are we doing? All right, I go on a break. That's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to set you up after we talk to this gentleman in our next segment. Steve's going to catch his breath. The Dell match play. We're going to see who wins that one. But come on, man. Come on. All right, maybe I'm not the certified basketball player. But somebody out there who is has got to tell me, yeah, I think that's right. And Houston should have won this game. All right. We're going to talk more when we come back after break right here on Laying Down the Law. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dottie Burger Bar. We're back. We are laying down the law, and I promised. I would try to contain myself, although we're going into a segment again that is another favorite topic of mine, that being officials. However, as I've always said on any broadcast, you cannot have a regulated game without the officiating crew. So uh, with that, I bring in fellow Texan, Austinite even, uh, the one and only Umpire from 2006 to 2020, Ruben Fowler. Ruben, good morning, and finally, welcome to Laying Down the Law. Hey, Steve. Good morning. How you doing, bro? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking time out for us. Uh, your position on an NFL football field, uh, Mr. Umpire, uh, is the most uh, head-on-a-swivel, uh, craziest spot on the field for an official in, in any football game, the umpire. Yeah, um, I guess it's true. But, uh, you know, you're probably thinking more like the college official, the college umpires, because, you know, years ago they moved us from our dangerous position behind the linebackers to the to the offensive backfield in NFL. But, oh, but you're right. Okay. The guys over there in college, they're having to dodge, you know, receivers and linebackers and running backs and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, which I did at one time. So you're right. <laughs> You did. Do you recall, like, any close calls where you're like, oh, my goodness, as much as oh, yeah. I am uh, uh, an athlete and a former player yeah. and understanding this, you know, uh, so-and-so just nearly just made me hit the blooper highlight reel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and it wasn't sometimes that they made me, I mean, sometimes I get, I was in the highlight reel. I got hit. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Steve, uh, you know, I worked over there on that side of the ball from, from my high school days on to 
college and my early NFL days, and I didn't realize how dangerous what dangerous it was until they moved us. Then I got to thinking, what? What was I doing over there? <laughs> it's crazy, man. And and I it think is. you know, and and I think what people don't recognize, and and I hope you can describe this somewhat, is the speed of these athletes, and that you yeah. have to make a call on a guy who can cover. 10 yards in 1.0 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking about the big guys. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the little guys are faster than that. But, yeah, yeah. the speed is amazing. I, I can remember early on in my career, Michael Vick was still in the league when I first started. And I can actually tell you, I watched him, and he changed gears three different times on, a, on one play. And I thought, oh, God. <laughs> faster, faster to something else i'm like wow man well did you get to see guys like tyreek hill and, and oh yeah some other tyreek, species yeah yeah, yeah tyreek's, a, tyreek's a, a a different beast i mean he's a he's a video he has video game speed you know that right. whatever that button y'all hit the the, the speed b button baby that, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. nice how did you prepare did you knowing that you were going to do a, a giant's Cowboys game. Did you watch film that week on the Cowboys and the Giants to kind of get a feel for what their players did and maybe what you would look for in a game? Um, yes and no. We did we did scouting reports as crews on every team that we would play. I mean, one specific official would have the job of uh, pulling out a few plays and stuff to you know to look at and stuff. But it's it's hard to. To, you don't want to get in a mindset where you just anticipate right. too much because you can, you know, your mind can play tricks on you at that speed, the, the way the players move and stuff and everything. So you have to kind of rely on your, your, your training and your experience in order to make those final decisions. But we did, we did look at a few plays of, 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 uh, from each team and stuff, uh, maybe specific players who might have been known to, to might have got away with a couple of things the week before that they wanted to point out and make sure we, we, we had our antennas up for that or something. But, yes, a little bit, but not overwhelmingly um, looking at teams specifically. We look at a lot of film during the week period. We have to, I mean, from our prior game, we're going over our prior game looking at film and stuff, evaluating ourselves and, and looking for things that we might have uh, missed or, you know, could have been done better and stuff. So, Talking with Ruben Fowler, former NFL official. Ruben, what's the most difficult play to call? What's the most difficult penalty to discern? Is it pass interference? I mean, we say there's holding on well, every play. Um, yeah. What, 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 in in your professional estimation, was the most difficult for a crew or for an individual to call? Okay. Well, I can't really speak on pass interference because I right. never made a pass interference call in my right. in my career because I was an umpire. <laughs> so the most difficult call to to me would be holding. And you know, people say that there's there's holding on every play, which to the um, I mean, uh, um, I guess I don't want to use the word untrained, but you know, um, there's. Um, we're given parameters on what is a hole and what's not a hole. Right. And we're, 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 and when we are reinforced through that, 
by that through film work, looking at lots and lots of film of, of, of identifying what is a hole and what is not a hole. You know, you see people going to the ground a lot of times, and people say, oh, he was hell. No, he wasn't. He might have tripped over somebody, you know, right. like that. Right. But um, holding probably was the most difficult call. And I shouldn't use the word difficult because, like I said, once you, 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 you rely on your training and your experience and all your film work and all your conscious to make that call. But it's, it's still a really tough call because, because the players are so big, so fast, and, and athletic. You know, offensive linemen, defensive linemen are both very athletic nowadays. So that was probably the most um, challenging call, especially from my position as an umpire. Hey, Ruben, this is Chris Fernandez. Question. So what's it like as, as, as an umpire, as an official prior to the game? Do you get the nerves? Do you get the, the, the <laughs> you know, because you, you're going out there to call a big NFL. What's the, what's the biggest game you called, and what was the feel before you went out on the field? Um, biggest game I called was my first game. <laughs> but uh and um yes, you you get you get butterflies. And I remember my first game, it was in Denver. It was it was a preseason game, but you know, when you a rookie, that first game is a very big game. And I was working with uh Gerald Austin, long time uh, referee in the league and stuff and I mean the game was going and I was just all over the place and I remember him coming to me up during the first half. He said, Ruben, he had been my college supervisor also. He said, Ruben, what did I tell you when you were in college? I said, I don't know, Chief. That's what I called him, Chief. He said, Slow your you know what down. Right. Because right. I was just I was just bouncing all over the place and stuff and everything. So But yeah, you do get butterflies before the game, you know, you're out there in the national anthems playing and stuff, and you see the flyover and stuff, and you get those chills and things. So, yeah, just like the players. Uh, and, and the thing about it, you know, players want to go out there and play the best games they, they can. Officials are the same way. We want to work a perfect game every time we go out there, even though that's not possible, but that's our intention. Ruben, how did you get selected? And first, how did you, you know, you were in the college ranks, as you mentioned, and then how did you say, I, I'm going to, I guess, graduate, uh, for lack of a better term, to the professional ranks? And then how did you get selected for a crew? I never said that. I actually never did. You know, a lot of people said, Ruben, was that your, your goal to be in the NFL? It never was, really. When I started officiating, I started officiating just for the fun of it. You know, doing, you know, somebody said, hey, Ruben, you come out here, make a few dollars and all that kind of stuff. And I went out there, and I, first of all, I told him I didn't want to be an official because I didn't like officials. You know, I didn't like <laughs> I've heard that I, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I went to a meeting, and I'm like, okay, this is okay. This sounds like fun. So I got out there and started officiating. And, you know, I started moving up through the high school ranks and uh, eventually got in college. I went to the Southland Conference first, worked two years there. And then I got uh, selected by Conference USA, which – their selection process was I got invited to a scrimmage down in uh, University of Houston at the time. They were in Conference USA. And they evaluated me and brought me into Conference USA. But while I was in Conference USA, people started talking, Ruben, you know, you, you're going to the league. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? What, how do y'all know? And then, I, then a couple of guys who were in the conference who had been there before me actually got hired in the league that my first year. And I thought, oh, shoot. So, you know, 
people do go to the league from 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 this is how they do it, which I had no idea. But once I got in Conference USA, I started getting exposed to to NFL philosophies, NFL mechanics, and all that kind of stuff. And the NFL has scouts for officials. They have oh, wow. scouts that watch officials. And apparently, one of the scouts thought I had potential, and they put they they threw my name in the hat and. Next thing I know, I was working arena football, which was under the NFL's realm at the time as far as officiating. That was part of their, their training and uh, evaluation of officials. And that's when I started thinking, wow, so this might be a possibility. And um, from there, the next year, they sent me to Europe, to NFL Europe. And so that's really when things started getting kind of serious because, you know, the NFL office was there with us, and they were, they were doing – evaluations right there on the scene and we we're going over filming stuff with them and stuff and we were having we had a clinic where we had all the nfl people there you know teaching us and and, and, and instructing us on how to do things that's when i started thinking man this is real possibility and so and that's how it happened i mean i was uh in did NFL you get a call a couple of years. they send you a letter what, what what happens when reuben Fowler all of a sudden gets selected to be an nfl on, on an NFL officiating crew. How did that happen? Well, it happened with a phone call. <laughs> okay, it's the phone call. Okay. I, I was working at NFL Europe at the time, and I was on my way to Frankfurt, Germany. I was in the airport, and I got a phone call. And it was from uh, 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 Larry Upson, who was uh, part of the NFL office at the time. And he said, Ruben, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing good, Larry. How you doing? He said, um, I'm good. He said, um, you sitting down? I said, yeah, I was in a... I was in the United Club at the time. And he said, uh, well, Ruben, we decided we're going to bring you in. Phone just went quiet. I didn't say a word. He said, Ruben, you still there? I'm like, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. He said, you all right? I said, yeah, I'm just trying to compose myself. I don't want to, you know, start doing my happy dance in the airport. I might get arrested or something. So, and, it, and they told me, you know, they were going to bring me in, gave me all the specifics and stuff. And in the meantime, I was going to Europe to work with a, you know, work a couple of games in NFL Europe at the time. And uh, they told me, don't tell anybody. I was like, okay. And I went over to Frankfurt a day early just before the rest of the guys got there. And I'm walking around Frankfurt, you know, in cloud nine thinking, well, how am I going to have to, how am I going to keep all this to myself when the guys get here? So finally, I head over to the hotel, and some of the guys were already in the lobby. And one of the guys who was in the NFL already, they always had at least one NFL guy with us. He said, Ruben, you got something to tell us? And I looked at him and I said, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, wow. that's what I learned. That's what I learned. That, uh, I mean, there's no secrets in the officiating world. Once something happens, it spreads like wildfire. Everybody knows. Right. <laughs> Right. No, listen, I've known you for a long time. Uh, we've had the pleasure uh, most of the time to talk uh, working out because, of course, yeah. you know, fitness is, is definitely good uh, for uh, general purposes, but absolutely for someone uh, in your line of work. Uh, and, you know, um, unbelievable to be able to turn on uh, the football games uh, for, you know, couple decades and see uh 71 uh from austin texas doing uh 
uh, a lot for a game that millions appreciate. And uh, I just wanted at some point to to have you come on and now, you know, uh, talk about some things here and there. But uh, the story is now out. And uh, we had an opportunity here during the segment to kind of hear the Ruben Filer story. And it just really, uh, it, it's impressive to get to know uh, the folks that are, are part of the sports fabric and landscape and that are neighbors uh, to people that listen to this show, at least in their cars driving around and uh, sometimes on their smartphones, et cetera. But uh, a great career you had. And what are you doing now? What's, what's, what's fun and what's good for Ruben now? Uh Running behind grandkids, um, I still work for the Big Twelve. I've, I've worked for the Big Twelve as a, a grader and a trainer for the last okay. twelve years, so okay. I'm continuing with that. So we have camps and clinics and stuff that we have to attend and meetings and stuff. So I work with their umpires and train their umpires. So that's, awesome, yeah. awesome. Yep. Well, listen, you know you're welcome anytime. Thank you so much uh, for the time. Uh, I think patience is definitely a virtue. I know we've talked about this for a long time, and it's great to just finally uh, catch up with you. It's a, it's a delight. Uh, for those that don't know Ruben, a uh, great guy. You would never know uh, unless somebody said, Ruben, do you have something to tell us? Or if you go, hey, that guy in H-E-B, he kind of looked like the guy we saw <laughs> last week. And it's true. And it, it's great that, uh, uh, you know, Again, the necessary evil, as I say, uh, it's a huge part of the game. It's uh, not usual that an officiating crew determines an outcome of the game. I know that's not your intent or purpose, but uh, I certainly enjoyed your career seeing you. And it's always a pleasure to see you and catch up with you now. And uh, I'm glad that the listeners have an opportunity to do the same thing. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, we'll see you soon. Again, you're always welcome back, and we appreciate the time. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Thank you. All right. We're going to step aside, laying down the law. We're going to be back. I'm going to get back on that. No, I'm going to do some golf. Let's get that golf clap going there. The quarterfinals starting soon at the Austin Country Club for the Dell Match Play Tournament as they march on. We'll do the same right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dottie Burger Bar. Steve Foster and Chris Fernandez, and uh, a little golf being played here in Central Texas. Uh, they uh, search for the top 64. Not all of them come, but most all of them come. And now it's down to the final day, the quarterfinal, semifinal, or quarterfinal championship and consolation matches. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, Nice shirt. You like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I picked that up. Uh, you know, it's my first opportunity to go to, to, to Dell Match Play with you on uh, Friday. And, you know, the atmosphere is just electric. It, it is so many people that we spoke to and interviewed. And uh, the thought, the feel is, you know, we're back. And and um, had the opportunity to watch uh, local hero Jordan Spieth, you know, 
uh, out on uh, on the on the course, and it was an exciting day. You know, you watch these guys that you watch on TV, and they make it look so effortless. And 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 you know, you and I, we've gone out there a couple times and and tried to hit the little white ball around, and 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 it's a struggle for us. But you watch these these professionals, and and, and it's it's we I forget who it was we spoke to, but it's about a sixty percent effort for them. You know, and their their swings are just so we, so we, we smooth, t- and, and and the ball sails. Yes, and it, it sails far. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and where they want it to most of the time. But you know what? They hit the ball left and right. Hey, and well, you know, we watched. We you know, you on see 16th, that you see. Joy, he he yeah, sticks it out there yeah, because yeah. he he pushes to the left or to the right, and, and and so they do make mistakes from time to time. But their mistakes are are you know where we struggle to get out of it. You know, they it's it's second nature to them. Yes. And uh, we were talking to Noda Begay, who is uh, on NBC. Uh, he played at Stanford with uh, Eldrick, Tiger Woods. And, and and what a what you know you know the advice he gave he gave, and it was yes. it was a, it was a really Noda. We gotta Venmo you something, Cash yeah, App, I'll because tell you that what. was I'm pretty darn good. And 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 again, you know. To not only and, and Tiger's the same way, and of course these guys are, are long-standing friends or students of the game. They know the background of, of of various places and golf courses, and just you know, we growing up in Far West Texas know things about New Mexico as well as Texas. He knew as much or more than we did. Oh, he knew more than I did for sure. I, I <laughs> well, had no idea that, what that, he that was no telling hard, me. That no hard, and man. and. <laughs> <laughs> But you know his the history of the game and and, and the well, history and, of the and, course and New, itself. And New Mexico and everything, into the mountain gods and Mescalero and just I mean uh, the whole background. It's it's fascinating when you understand why you see courses where and right. and, and who's doing what, you yeah. know. And uh, it's great to have those guys. We we got caught up to uh, Todd Lewis as well, who you see. Heck, he was at the Olympics one day. Like sub zero, freezing, freezing on the top of a mountain in China. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's at Austin Country Club. Yeah, and and again, you know, we learn from these folks as well, and and um, that they're part of the peer group, of course, on a much larger stage. Uh, nonetheless, I mean, Chris, they recognize things, and and we recognize and pick up things from them as well as we as we move through but however we all have an appreciation for these games these sports and that's what's really uh i think the glue that brings uh, a lot of this together and, and listen big shout out to uh, the volunteers and, and and all of of the background that goes into putting on a sweet 16 and elite eight uh dell match play or any other you know coda had the uh I wish that the NASCAR uh, cars out there, uh, just a lot of things going on. We we went with golf and basketball <laughs> as opposed to Texas relays and Coda. Clearly, we took the slower two of the sports <laughs> where you can. Although basketball is up and down, but there's nothing like watching uh, the sprints at, at, at Texas relays and, and things like that. Maybe Chico next segment. May have a little peek about what took place right. at uh, Mike A. Myers uh, Stadium. I've, uh, I've always, I've always enjoyed watching track. Yes. In field, I mean, you watch the speed of these athletes. Did you do 
in oh, high school? No, I was asked, I, and I probably should have. I would have. I think I would have enjoyed shot put. Shot put. <laughs> yeah, um, I but, did. But, I did two hundred. Um, I think the one hundred and two hundred. But then I had broken my foot from junior year on var- for varsity, and then uh, came off the turn on the two hundred in that very thin shoe, and realized something wasn't right. So that was the end of of that. And then my senior year in the spring, I played baseball. Right. So I was asked, you know, by by the track coach at at, at my high school to to do track. And when I think of track back in those days, it was automatically I don't want to run. Yeah. And I didn't think of the field events that I could have done. And I probably would have done okay. Yeah. We're going to step aside. We got our man, Rod Chico Tanner, the good governor of the South Texas District of the AAU, coming up with the AAU Focus on Youth Sports. So Chris and I will step aside and we'll be back right here on Land Down the Law. San Antonio has two Hop Dotty locations. Hi, I'm Steve Foster. One at the Rim and the new location at the Vineyard. 1301 North Loop, 1604 West. And the initial San Antonio location at 17623 Lock and Terra Parkway, Suite 101 at the Rim. Different and delicious burgers, but fresh and all natural ingredients. Hop Dotty also has handcrafted milkshakes and hand-cut Kinnebuck fries. So get to a Hop Dotty in San Antonio. When burger is life, life is awesome. Straight Talk Wireless now has the new iPhone 13 with cinematic mode, which lets you focus on what matters. And with Straight Talk, you can focus on getting the best deal. Our Silver Unlimited plan is just $45 a month for unlimited talk, text, and data. And it runs on the largest, most dependable networks. Now with nationwide 5G. With the iPhone 13 on Straight Talk, you can share whatever you want, wherever you want. Straight Talk Wireless. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Rick. I'm at the Smith's home. Where's Donnie? Leaves and autumn bookings pile up for Rick's gutter cleaning service. He's out? Ah, come on. He needs help before his bottom line gets clogged. Okay, well, what about Christiana? We still got six houses today. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Viva Fitness. Run, ride, and rock at Fiesta Fit Fest presented by HEB April 8th through the 10th. The party kicks off on the Thomas J. Henry Center Stage with a free concert featuring Jack Ingram on Friday, April 8th. And live music will continue all weekend. Get fit. Have fun. Be there. UTSA East Campus Live. Brought to you by HEB, Michelob Ultra, University Health, Valero, Expel, and Thomas J. Henry. Learn more at FiestaFitFest.com. Hey, San Antonio Sports Star listeners, this is Michael Kielbasa with Kielbasa Smoked Meats. Thanks to fans like you, you can now buy Kielbasa products just about everywhere. We hope you continue to enjoy our handcrafted, small-batch smoked meats because we sure enjoy making them for you. So grab some today and let me know what you think. My number's on the back of every pack, right by my promise that if it's not the best you've ever tasted, I'll give you your money back. Find Kielbasa at a store near you today. 
Moonshine Patio Bar and Grill serves great cooking with an innovative take on classic American comfort food. For over 10 years now, Chuck and Larry have delighted appetites and presented one of the best Sunday brunches ever at 303 Red River in Austin. Go by and enjoy some corn dog shrimp, cornflake chicken salad, boiled rainbow trout, and all my favorites and more. Moonshine Classic American Comfort Food. And of course, when you see Chuck and Larry, tell them Foss said hello. Moonshine Patio Bar and Grill. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. We're back. Yes, sir. We are laying down the law. It is a Dell Match Play Finals and a, an Elite Eight weekend for March Madness as we get ready to jump into April, fellas. But uh, we have with us member, co-host of Laying Down the Law, the governor of the South Texas District of the AAU, the one and only Rod Chico Tanner. Chico, tell me you know something about the Texas Relays this weekend. Well, um, I was listening in and uh, knew you would want to know. And no, I did not go to the Texas Relays. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I, I know. I know. I know. Usually I'm like all up in the relays. You're yeah, like the third relays. column by the yard marker. You're usually a staple. I'm usually right there at the finish line in the stands yes. or yes. You know, running around. But, but I was actually in Seguin, Texas at a okay. track meet at all the right. Matador Relays. And uh, my niece is a freshman, so uh, she was oh. runs for Veterans Memorial, so had to go okay. support my family, you know. All and right. I also was out there meeting with the AD and the coaches because Matador Stadium in Seguin is where we'll be hosting our Region 19 AAU qualifier as well as our South District area qualifier. Mm -hmm. And I was out there meeting with them and looking at the layouts, and they also wanted me to meet with – uh, so, gentlemen with the UIL that are going to be hosting the 3A Region 4 track championships out there. So, we were all out there meeting and talking logistics and structure because this is the first time we're going to run there. Right. It's a beautiful facility. I'm excited about being there. But this is the part of the behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know. You got to start planning and putting the logistics together because when you have a track meet with over a thousand athletes, and upwards in our regional to 2,000 athletes, you can't plan that track meet the day before. <laughs> no. Um, no. Yeah, and and y'all have actually poked your head in a few of these track meets. Yes. They're not your average track meet. It's not four or 500 kids or, you know, some high school meets, you may only have three or 400 kids. Right. We're, we're doing we're doing 4X and right. sometimes five five x <laughs> right of of that number is so the logistics is important so i was in Seguin and excited uh to come out and and see how their facility flows uh, uh it was an amazing thing so um i actually got they had a crawfish boil set up for the coaches from all the high schools it was a great event, man. I was like, I got some crawfish and, and got to meet people. I was like, man, hey, hey, I don't know. Texas Relays is cool, but that Matadors Relay, hey, I don't know. <laughs> they got food. They got food. i tell you what else was cool, Chico, that I saw this week and I mentioned, I think, to, to y'all, and I want to mention it to the listeners. Please share the uh, 
football and seven on seven uh tournament poster uh that looked really cool um i was like oh yeah that's right we're gonna coach at that and and yeah um, so yeah i need y'all out there ready to go um they stick in some spots to help out and but uh we are excited to partner with uh jalen jones who is uh going in his third year at texas a&m and we're going to have a jalen jones skills camp um we're going to uh, work with some uh specialty positions cornerbacks uh, receivers, uh, linebackers, um, safeties. So we've got a good group of, of trainers coming in. Um, actually, the the uh, defensive coordinator and uh, one of the head coaches at, at Hutto is going to be uh, out there helping us. The hippos. Uh, we've got ge- yeah, we got we got gentlemen um, and some guys coming from Dallas. There are some specialty trainers coming in. We've got Jalen Jones and a few more Texas A&M Aggies to be named that will be there at the event. And that is May 14th is the actual skills camp starts May 14th at 8 a.m. We go from 8 a.m. to noon for the Jalen Jones J7 or J, I'm sorry, J17 or J17. That's his number. J17 skills camp. And then at, at one o'clock, we kick off the AAU seven on seven championship tournament. It's open for any seven on seven team. We have divisions eight and under, ten and under, twelve and under, and fourteen and under. So we'll we'll have our first day of the tournament. We'll do some round robin play. We'll move into knockout play on Sunday, and and we'll crown a champion on Sunday for that seven on seven. And that's going to be in um, in Colleen, Texas, at the Lions Fields. There, we partnered with the city of Colleen. So really excited about how the city of Colleen has stepped up in their parks and rec. And we're going to partner with them and put it on a great facility. We've got about five uh, fields set up, um, pavilions set up. We're going to do on the morning, we're going to do an actual um, camp set up. But then we're also going to do a breakout session for parents that want to get some information about how to prep and get their kids set up from an academic standpoint, but also what do you need to do if you think your kid has that potential to go to the next level? How do you prep for all the back-end paperwork? And what, what are the things that you need to be looking at? So we're going to do a breakout session for the parents as well. So we're excited about that. And then we'll do a military appreciation. And we're going to um, award our Trailblazer scholarship. So Jalen Jones was our first scholarship award winner. We're going to award our second scholarship. Yes, our second scholarship. I've got a young man. He's actually in the clean area. I'm kind of holding that to announce it. Good. But this young man is about to go to college and play a little football also. And he played all of his, pretty much most of every, almost all of his years of youth football in our AAU program. And he's from the local Colleen area. So I'm excited that we're going to award a scholarship as well that day. So it's going to be a great day. Um, I'm excited about it. Good. And and I I wanted to ask you if you do need some more uh, coaching let me know so I can. Uh, I bumped into a few folks, and uh, so uh, Steve, you always bump into folks. Come on, man. Yeah, well, don't, 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 don't act, hey, hold on, hey, come on, Chris. He's gonna act like he he just dude. You do that all the time. Whatever. Hey, we yeah. we could be okay. in Alaska and he bump into some folks. Well, I mean, listen, uh, uh, I want to. I want to <laughs> make he's sure. At, he's at Costco. He's at Costco and he's bumping it. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I, I want to make sure though that we have you know some some quality folks that can teach. 
Dude, I, uh, hey, I got, I got the quality already lined up, brother. I got the quality. I, I, you know okay. me, man. I don't, I don't, I don't have to do anything, but I will keep that in mind. Okay, so no definitely. problem. Yeah, happy gotcha. to help out. Got gotcha, you, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no, no. Not, not turning it down, but you know, you know, you know, we try not to do anything that is not going to provide a value to the, oh, to the community absolutely. and to the parents. So there you with, go. So, without a but, doubt, without. Yeah. So a, a lot, doubt. a lot going on. We've got um, May sixth through the 8th. We're at Cornerstone High School um, in San Antonio for our district AAU basketball championships and national qualifiers. So I'll be putting that on. Well, I'm kind of double dipping because I'll also be out in Maynard on the 7th for the Clash of Texas AAU track meet that's hosted by the Austin Honey Badgers. That's a huge meet. So I'll be out there announcing. So I'm going to kind of leave Friday, kick off a tournament of basketball, and then come back on Sunday and finish out a tournament of basketball. But in between there, I'm going to jump in and do a track meet. So there you go. Chris, don't you have a gentleman you want to see if Chico may have heard of since he mentioned AAU basketball? Yeah, Chico, for AAU basketball, I was introduced to a young man named Matthew Soto who's, who's played some AAU basketball over in the San Antonio area. He was recently uh, uh, selected for the Class 4A All-State team. Um, a friend of mine mentioned that he had played AAU basketball and that his brother, his dad, had actually coached in AAU. I was wondering if you knew him. Well, I'm, I don't know him. And he plays at Somerset the, High School. I I don't know him, um, and and I'll tell you why. We've got a lot of kids and a lot of people. Sure. <laughs> I told them that. No, I told them that. I said it's a long <laughs> shot, but you know, it's take a long it. shot, but take you never know. Shot. But you, you never, never know. know. Yes, you never know. But just, a, just another kid who's that... gone through the program with you, uh, Chico, who who has been able to advance his skills through AAU basketball and, and carry it into high school, and, and has an opportunity to go to the next level. That's awesome, man. That's exciting. I'd love to meet him. Um, definitely, you know, if we can sync up and let me know how I can just at least say hello, I would love to do that. Absolutely. From the good governor, he is Rod Chico Tanner Chico. Another great segment. I know you gotta. Get the body in motion because 11 o'clock you will be on the pitch. Good luck out there, Chico. Yeah, Don't hurt anything. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll catch up with you. Our brackets are busted. We didn't even want to talk to you because we were like, yeah, we'll just watch and see what yeah. happens. <laughs> hey, hey, go Peacocks. There yeah, you go. exactly. Go Peacocks. All right, Chico. We appreciate you, <laughs> my right. man. Be safe. Hopefully All we'll right. see you next week. All right. Yes, One sir. in the books. We're coming back next hour strong right here on Laying Down the Law. Live, local, loud. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN, AM 1250 and 1033 FM. Laying down the law. Laying down the law. With Steve Foster, Rod Chico Tanner, and Chris Fernandez. Brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Instaco Global Logistics, Cover 3 San Antonio, Serenity Medical Centers, San Antonio and Austin, and Hop Dottie Burger Bar. Our number two starts when laying down the law. I'm your host, Steve Foster, alongside Chris Fernandez. We just had Rod Chico Tanner in the last hour doing some good stuff always with the AAU Focus on You Sports. I had my March Madness rage. Uh, I'll probably get back to that, but we got to also set the stage for Dell Match Play last day, quarterfinals 
and then they go into their championship and consolation matches. But it's National Women's Month, and uh, we've been fortunate to have uh, quality women throughout the year, but it's a fun time now to highlight uh, women in particular. And uh, this young lady I've known because she has been a part of a family that has been with me for mm, 37 Oh, maybe a little more than that, years. And that being uh, the good Garrett uh, group, better than the Waltons, man. And uh, probably just as wholesome. And that being my teammate John Garrett's wife, Honor Garrett. And John has been the head coach uh, at Lafayette. Now he is the director of scouting and doing offense at Florida State. That hurts my heart. But uh, she's a lovely <laughs> young lady, and I'm glad to have her on the show today. Honor, welcome to Laying Down the Law. Steve, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and um, love what you do. And I'm in the thick of actually moving right now, so it is quite chaotic, but I'm so glad I could take a few <laughs> minutes and talk with you. Well, absolutely. You know, saw you uh, at, at Judd Garrett's uh, daughter's wedding, Frankie, and congratulations again to the newly uh, crowned couple and marriage. And, thank you. you know, You've got a great family. I mean, it's eight is enough. I mean, I don't know how Coach and, and, and Jane did it, but they're doing it, and it's just a wonderful bunch. And, you know, my teammates and uh, et cetera have been such a big part of, of my life and who I am and continue that trend. Um, but they're supported by women who are just as talented, successful, and, and on the go and so honor you know um i guess that goes with laying down the law you can say your honor <laughs> so, <laughs> as cheesy as a joke as that was you you do a lot you you you're you're in the wellness and nutrition and motivational areas um you know what led you to those uh you know topics and and the way to express to other women and and, and just uh, people alike to to motivate and, and be better and how to better themselves? Well, Steve, thanks for that question. That's a great question. I, number one, am so blessed to be a part of the Garrett family. <laughs> um, it's it's never dull. You know, eight brothers and sisters, uh, 29 grandchildren um, of Mrs. Garrett. So all the cousins love each other. And it's just yes. a really special thing that, I only had two brothers, so this is, um, it's always, it's always a party. It's always a big <laughs> gathering and family is really important to my husband and I. So we had four kids and that's a lot to take on, especially in the, these days and times. However, I always thought that I was going to do something big. And when I met my husband, I was actually a sports reporter for KSAT 12, an ABC affiliate in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and I first met him and Jason when they were with the World League. Yes. But I'll tell you, it's been an amazing ride. We've moved. This is our 14th move in 28 years. Um, and so I think what happens a lot of times to women in general, and sometimes especially in the sports industry, you almost get your identity from your husband because he's moving around and you're with this team and you're with that team. And, and it's all fun, but you know, deep down inside, like we each are individual and have so much to offer. And so I've just, now that my kids are grown, 
and I feel like I have a lot of wisdom and I've been through a lot with them and I'm change and transition is just what I'm used to. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. So for me, I was like, how can I help people? And being in the sports industry, I've always cared about taking care of myself. So that just You're in wonderful myself. shape. You're in wonderful oh. shape. If you, if you go find her on Facebook and, and read some of the motivational, she, she practices what she preaches. I, I can certainly say that. But most everybody, like you said, in that family, because Coach would walk three miles a day. I mean, till he just, you know, up into his 80s. It's just impressive, the consistency. Um, he was an incredible human being. I always tell people that if Mr. Garrett had been my father, I would have been the president of the United States because he made you believe you could do anything. Yes. And I think that's what the message is to me. I think your thoughts are so important, whether it's in regular life or even as a competitive athlete. Yes. Your mind is, is literally what can make or break you. What, what sports did you enjoy growing up? Well, it's funny. I actually was a dancer which um, uh, for a long time, and then I switched over, and I played. I loved tennis, and um, I loved team sports, but I never played basketball or baseball or anything like that just for fun, but um, um, absolutely loved to run for a while, and then I gave that up. But tennis was definitely um, – and now that I'm older, I'm going to take up that pickleball that everybody's <laughs> – <laughs> yes, that's legit. In fact, we have a very good friend of ours who's actually part of our uh, Laying Down the Law uh, Fantasy Football League, uh, Damon Spizzo. He, he, Damon was a uh, uh, great tennis player in college, also played on the uh, professionally as well. And now he, I think he's part owner of a professional pickleball league. So we can... We can connect you if you want to. You can start your professional career a little bit later. Your four beautiful daughters are, you know, they're on their own now. They can find the cereal and everything else and wash their clothes and get going. So you could get out there and be a professional pickleball player. We could find you a few sponsors. I mean, it's not <laughs> work. Yeah, you know, hey, you never know. I mean, that's, this is what my message to people is, number one, you're never too old. It's never too late. If you have a breath in your body, and you have a, and you're still of sound mind. Yes, you can really create and do anything, even if you can't physically. I know my husband's always like, "Yes, but I want to be um, a professional baseball player." That's not going to happen. Right. And I'm like, "Well, that's a little different." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> something within your scope that right. really, you really have a passion for. If you can't do it, you can maybe help mentor someone who can. <laughs> right. Tell us one thing you taught John. John played um, uh, wide receiver, played for the Cincinnati Bengals. They were just in the Super Bowl. Um, and our other co-host, Rod Chico Tanner, wanted you to know that AAU has a huge pickleball program. So you may <laughs> wind up being the face of our pickleball <laughs> Listen, we are not, we are shameless. We are shameless. You know this honor. If we have somebody that can do it and can go, we'd love to have you. You know, we'll talk, of course, offline. But what's one thing you taught this this professional 
football player and professional coach, college coach, what's one thing you taught John Garrett? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I am more impulsive and live in the moment, and John is very um, organized and does his research and watches, you know, listens to the consumer reports before he ever makes a purchase. So I think the thing that he's ever learned from me is just go with it. <laughs> you know, I, it does. You don't have to be perfect. You just right. gotta. You just gotta do it. And so I guess that would be it. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what he says. Right. <laughs> Right. No, that that's true. But you know, again, it's National Women's Month, so we're going to definitely give the preference and deference to you. Um, tell us, tell us one thing you found out uh, about the professional game as as you were a spouse that you probably were were, were opened up to uh, your eyes wide when you went, oh wow, this is part of of this profession and industry. Well, I think. I think there's a huge mental health aspect Okay. because I, I really do believe and I, and I actually have a heart for players who suffer with CTE and the families that deal with that. And I think I just always thought of football and, and sports as fun and never really sat down and thought about the cost and what can happen down the road. Um, if you don't take care of yourself, but don't take care of your body. And and so I think that tragic side of sports never entered my mind until uh, I was in it and I saw so many people affected by it. Wow. We're talking with Honor Garrett, the wife of former NFL player and NFL coach and college head coach and my teammate, John Garrett. Um Honor, how can we follow you? How can we? Because you're doing things. You're active. I mean, your whole family does uh, a variety of things. But again, how can I say? Hey, listen, I heard uh, I heard Honor Garrett talking about different things, from motivation to mental health. To th- where can we find you? Where can we find the comments and the thoughts of, of Honor Garrett? Well, thank you, Steve. Um, well, actually, I'm everywhere on social media. So Honor Garrett on. Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Um, I also have a website called Honor It Coaching. So my company's called Honor It. And I really think it's important that everyone honors everything, the good in your life, the bad in your life, because it may not feel good, but it's making you a better person. If you look at everything with a perspective that I'm growing through this, I'm becoming a better person, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to be resourceful. And that's what I do is I help give people the resources and the tools and the mentorship to really live the way they want to. Oh, that's fantastic. So honorit.com? It's honoritcoaching.com. Honoritcoaching.com. You know, because a lot of times I see honor, we smile, we kind of, you know, we're talking pleasantries, give each other a hug and move on. But it just, there was more to it. And when uh, we had a chance to sit down and, and take some time to to focus on, on just a, a conversation of, you know, what gives. Uh, I was really uh, prompted, especially uh, during National Women's Month, to, to have this as an entree. And we'd love to have you back. Uh, any 
time you want to share some things, honoritcoaching.com. That's awesome. Uh, please go to that website. Um, let us know. You know, I do not like Florida State. It's okay, but I do love John Garrett. So, um, and Maureen, and, and I know, and the dang um, chop she's been doing in my ear for like the last 20 <laughs> just like, oh, my God. Now you added another one of them to the, another Garrett to FSU. But listen. It, it listen. It, it works. Um, I'm glad that they were wise enough to have him be part of the staff. And uh, oh, thank you. Ma- Maureen is is phenomenal. She's one of my my best and closest peers, and and just uh, you know happy to uh, be able to expand on my my Garrettville. But you're part of that <laughs> as well. And so uh, as I say, welcome to Garrettville. As you've been there for quite a long time, we'd love to have you back. Uh, let us know what works for you, and uh, we'll do our okay. level best. I mean, you you were you were here in in San Antonio, so it's not like you're unfamiliar with these surroundings. Right. Well, well, I'll tell you. Um, yeah, I love San Antonio. It's where I met my husband. It's where we fell in love. Um, but I want to tell you that so funny. I was cleaning the house out, and you know how all these different. Um, different teams have different buttons yes you know you know beat clemson beat whatever i found this huge one that says beat florida state send that a, to me gator on it and I'm just <laughs> laughing because yeah we were there once that's right what sides <laughs> yes hey you know uh good coaches go wherever they're needed and uh you know great ones get to go on either side of the rivalry and uh that ought to be interesting. Maybe we'll put a side by side of him in some Florida stuff, and then now in some <laughs> seminal uh, gear as well. But uh, honor, thank you, thank you, uh, th- thanks to your family, uh, and, and and thanks to uh, my teammates and uh, having uh, the opportunity to get to know you better. And now our listeners uh, know what's going on. I do want to uh, have you back because I, I the 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 Garrettville is so diverse and, and complex we love having judd we can't get jason for some reason jason you know john has agreed but jason i, I don't know what it is but we'll, we'll work on on, on him. right it's, sometimes you just you, you never know i can right. i'm not sure why either but <laughs> hey he, he might it just depends you got to get him in a good in, in, at a good point but i wanted to thank you thank you for what you do and and highlighting women this month i think that's um Absolutely. important and I'm excited to talk to you again. And I'm, I have a podcast called the Honor It All podcast, and I want you on it. So I'm okay. going to be reaching out to you That's great. so I can share you with all of my fans. Absolutely. And I know you have a lot of them. And listen, my mom was the best athlete in our family. So uh, you better believe I'm going to look to who got me the scholarships and everything like that. (laughs) So can't forget mom. Rest in peace. But listen, honor uh, the best to your family. I love all y'all. Thank you uh, for time, uh, the time today uh, with us. And we can't wait to have you back and also see you uh, wearing that crazy Florida State stuff somewhere at a football game. (laughs) All right, you'll see, you'll see it, and and reach out to John. He'd love to 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 be on too. Absolutely, um, we're glad we can help anytime. And you keep up, keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate you. Absolutely, honoritcoaching.com. Check out Honor Garrett, and she's also on social media. A lovely young lady who has a lot of good things to let you know about. We're gonna take a break, of course. Come back and finish up. 
Two more segments. I'm going to rant and rave. Yeah, why not? Uh, we're laying down the law. He is Chris Fernandez. I'm Steve Foster. And for Chico, uh, we'll be back after this right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. Bring that ass back like a boom, 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 boom. We're back. Gotta thank Edwin for this. All right. Hopefully next week, we're gonna be in studio next week. So we'll get to hang out with Edwin, have him behind the glass with us. Uh, but uh, a couple things. Um, we want to say uh, welcome to a couple of new sponsors. Uh, one, Instaco, uh, Global Logistics, Serenity Medical Centers in San Antonio and Austin. Uh, why don't you give us, tell us about Instaco, my friend. Absolutely. So, hey, all you supply chain folks, is your freight stuck in the ports? Are your logistics and transportation costs rising out of control? Call Instago to see how their customized port solutions have helped other customers get their production back on track. Instaco Global Logistics builds customized supply chain solutions that drives your business forward. Instaco offers full, a full suite of services for all your logistics needs, including full truck, uh, LTL, air and ocean freight transportation call us at 877-INSTICO for a free quote today that's 855-467-8426 or visit www.insticlgl.com go instago website i n i n s s t i c o g l .com global logistics global logistics Instago. Okay. We're going to probably have some needs for something. Probably trying to figure out these quarterfinal Dell match play matches. Uh, I'm gonna, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, right? You got Kevin Kisner. He's the defending champ. He's still in it. And match play is different golf-wise than stroke play because if you shoot a nine and I shoot an eight, I win that hole. I'm one up on you. If you shoot a two and I shoot a three, you come back and it's all square. But that birdie just means you won the hole. doesn't mean that you're off to shooting a 60, whatever, and so on and so forth. So it's a different strategy when, you know, you have to sometimes make and hole shots because you're just playing per hole. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's an interesting format. And if you if you're not familiar with it, um, it's kind of I don't know it's 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 interesting to get a grasp of it you know to understand why they take the shots and why right. you know because you know on Friday we watched guys come out of out of the sand and 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 they were going for the for the pin they had they, to they had to right because of of the way the format is played right because it's just that hole right they it wasn't in total over eighteen holes uh, it's you know you win I win you win you win. Now you're up two. You win, you're up three. I win, now it's two. Yeah, so it's yep. a back and forth, and it is a hole-by-hole hole, uh, scenario, and sometimes you don't get all 18 uh, in because if you have uh, a person that's up more 
uh, then there's holes left, then you're up whatever that number, and and then it's the remaining holes left. Interesting, interesting format, and 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 a lot of fun to watch. You know, to see the strategy that the that the players uh, take when they're on the course and then when they're taking shots uh, outside of the green. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's pretty exciting matches. Great to talk to some of the players about um, things they see, junior golf. Uh, You know, listen, again, and and the reason being we talk about junior golf is because no one walks out of uh, a hospital in an elementary school right onto the pros. You don't. You got it. Somebody at least going to have to go to middle school or junior (laughs) high. (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, because I think they signed a, a soccer player at 14, maybe now in MLS. That's still middle school. Yeah. So that that junior level is, is very important for the development. And, again, I'm going to tell you, and I can't stress this enough, have your kid play more than one sport. Have your kid play more than one sport. No, it's You're not going to be a better that. baseball player for paying 48 weeks. Out of 52. You're going to hurt the kid's arm. You're going to burn the kid out. I couldn't play baseball for that. I needed a basketball. I needed a football. I needed track. I played some soccer. My mom made me go to tennis camp. But all of those things helped me when it was all said and done to be able to do something very well that allowed me to continue on into the latter teens and early 20s. You're absolutely right, Stephen. You, you know, we, we spoke to some of the some of the players uh, on on Friday, and, and they, the story is the same, for, even from them. You know, they played multiple sports. Yes. And one of the biggest themes that comes out of everyone that we spoke to was make it fun. Yes. Always make it fun. Don't make it a burden. Fun. Don't make it hard. Don't make it hard on yourself. Just go out there and enjoy what you're doing. Got to be fun. And, 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 and play the multiple sports. You know, you and I have coached for, for, for several years, and, I've coached a couple kids that played football for me who, whose parents had them playing baseball year-round. They'd go to baseball practice after football practice. None no. of them continued playing the game because no. they got burnt out. No. No. Baseball has a season, and that's what it's for. Basketball has a We've season. We've talked to professional uh, uh, Kenny uh, Lofton. Absolutely. Kenny Lofton was a heck of a basketball player at the University of Arizona, but, but he played baseball yeah. as a profession. These guys can do other sports, and they really enjoyed it. And it all it all funnels in, trust us, the muscle memory and the mm-hmm. different skills that you have. You don't know. Don't kill or, or, or take the fire and quench a sport that your kid actually could have been a professional right. in, but you didn't give him a chance. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You, you, you can't. It, there, it, there is such These golfers that. play more than just golf. Right. Look at all the look at all the the NBA stars and, and NFL stars and baseball players who play golf, yeah, and play it well yeah. because they every sport lends itself to something else. There's concentration. There's technique. Doug Flutie was all state in basketball. I had to cover him at a football camp. You know, Fred Lynn, heck of a golfer, heck of a baseball player, could play football, could do it all. You know, Friday we were talking to Quan Cosby from, from the Texas Longhorns, and, and he and several of his teammates still go out and, and, and play play golf uh, weekly. I wonder if those guys play pickleball. They don't play pickleball. Uh, do <laughs> I don't know if they fit on the court. <laughs> They're some big guys. Ah, we could play pickleball. Get us our nice, fine, you know, shorts and, you know, collared shirts and we go out there we, we could probably pick a ball yeah we probably could do that not uh, we would so well but we well, could do it you think 
put your mind to it, right? Right. That's what Honor said. That's right. Do that. All right, we're going to put our mind to this. Take a break. And we're going to come back. We've got two more segments. Uh, We're going to keep talking sports. We're going to recognize National Women's Month as well. Uh, The University of Texas continuing to win. Um, Great job over this weekend. And, uh, you know, uh, the Final Four, it's madness at its finest. We'll be back after this break right here on Laying Down the Law. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. We're back. We are talking sports here on Laying Down the Law. And he is Chris Fernandez. I am Steve Foster. Deshaun Watson finally gets out of Houston, Texas. The man with 22 massage therapists. That doesn't sound right, man. Okay? (laughs) I mean, I've had massage therapy since the 90s. I don't think I've ever. Maybe I had 22 at this point. But I go to the massage school. So they they have different students. But that makes sense, right? But they're, they're a lot like a dentist or a barber, right? You find one that and you fits, just keep, and you keep, you keep the twenty-two is a little excessive. But somehow, uh, and you were a part of one. He 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 did not get sacked by the grand jury. The grand jury uh, comes back with a no bill. Means we're not going to press. We're not going to create charges on this gentleman. Yeah. But he still he still. Uh, I guess there's the civil side of it. It's always the, the civil bar. Yeah, that, that, uh, the personal injury guys he and may have to, he, he, he may have to dodge that. We'll have to face and, and have to try to dodge. But, um, yeah, a no bill comes across. And, and but, dude, he got $230 million guaranteed in Cleveland. My guy, Baker Mayfield, sitting there going, you know, I'm going to have to do a lot of progressive uh, commercials to get that guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do we do with my guy, Baker Is Mayfield? it a good move, Steve? I mean, for Deshaun Watson? For Deshaun, well, no. Well, for the Cleveland Browns, I mean, they're getting a good quarterback. Yeah. You know, and but there was, in my opinion, Baker Baker was getting it done there. They um, say his arm wasn't strong enough. and then, uh, they, they, they had injuries, you know, and then he played up because Baker, I would have not told, I would have told him to make a business decision and not try to tackle the guy once he threw the interception, man. I mean, Peyton Manning's throwing five interceptions in a game. Okay. So you throw two, three. See, that's the thing. They get harsh on him, but he took him to the playoffs. It's just it's such a fickle world because how many people, just like when they jumped on Nick Foles, how many Philadelphia Eagle quarterbacks won a Super Bowl? Right. Was and, it and Randall Cunningham? No. Was it I, McNabb? Was it Ron Jaworski? They've know, got, they went. But, 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 but win is a different story. Okay, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've gone to the – Aston Martin car dealership, but I didn't buy it. I didn't buy a car. I went. <laughs> I didn't buy a car. No vehicle for false. What happened? Ah, your limit is here. <laughs> the Aston Martin limit is here. So, Foss, let me ask you, you know, with Deshaun Watson going to the Cleveland Browns and, yes. and, and, and his legal woes, does, does that follow him? Does that, does that affect? Could. It, it that's why to. you pay lawyers. Right. That's why you pay. That's why you get attorneys. Sometimes you just don't need to fool with things. But get, as a player, do you want that in your locker room? I mean, 
it, it's going to be there. The news. You have it. Hey, you have it in your box, electronic stores. You have it in your restaurants. You have it in. You have legal issues with employees all over the place. It's just it's just a different industry that yeah. we see because people wear that jersey with the name on the back. But every industry has an employee or so that has legal issues. No, I guess you're right. I just, you know, from, from the, it's, it's a different stage, you know, and, and you know what it's like in a locker room, you know, the continuity and the, and the camaraderie. And, I don't and, like anything wherever you are work-wise or where you have to get things done to have an imbalance because of one or two coworkers. That, that's not ideal for me. We all need we don't we all aren't and cannot be best friends. Right. And but but you got to be able to get along and you know the teams that get along the best usually have the best records yeah. and outcomes. But they weren't all best friends, but we got along. Yeah. We we were like, "Hey, at the team meal, there wasn't like, "Oh, if the spot was here and is with the defensive linemen, I could sit with them right. and still get it, it just as much, you know, uh, out of it as I would if I was sitting by a quarterback or a receiver or a running back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's got to be that, 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 that connection, and, and, and it's got to work throughout the entire team. And if you bring any kind of disruption, it, it just, in my, in, in my estimation. It takes away from the focus gonna, of what absolutely. you're trying. The, the, the goal, to meet or exceed the goal, you must have focus. Right. I don't even think sometimes you have to have complete focus, but you have to have more focus and chaos. Yeah. And you don't want the distractions in there because it, like it or not, it's there. Right. So who where who takes Baker? Where does he go? Does he stay? I would have loved just... to see Baker go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I really would have. I don't I don't I'm not happy with what they did with with Mitchell Trubinsky. I don't think he gets it done. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I'm with you on that one. I, I think that, that there, there was other options. Of course, I'm not in the office, and, and my opinion means squat. But I think that they could they could have they could have done something better there. And I think that the, the I would have loved to see Russell Wilson. Head he to the but he Steelers. wasn't going to. But I he don't wasn't going to go, gonna go to the Steelers. But I think that would have been a cool it uh, relationship with Mike Tomlin. Yeah, Mike Tomlin, I think very interesting. Um, never had a losing season. Heck of a coach, you know. And 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 he's always built a team around what's left because people leave the Steelers. They do, they because the Steelers don't. They're not the high dollar team. Hey, people leave the Kansas City Chiefs and Tyreek Hill yeah. for a hundred and twenty million clams, seventy some million of those clams guaranteed. Yo, man, you, and that's not something that happens a that's lot. A lot of red lobster. Sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> sure it is. So you know, I, I think that at the, the beginning of the season, uh, upcoming for the NFL, is going to be interesting to see all these changes and 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 and. Uh, Player performance, it, it, it'll where they end up. It's gonna, it'll be interesting. Any other moves? I mean, capture Devontae Adams gets reunited, and and I think with Derek Carr in Vegas with the Raiders. You know, I was like, oh, what about him and you know Aaron Rodgers? Well, I don't know if he knew if Aaron Rodgers was gonna be back, and he gets to sync up with his college quarterback. Look what Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are doing in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I was uh, talking to um, uh, our guy, Mr. Raider Nation, Q Myers, and Q was like, listen, um, uh, these guys throw all the time, and 
you know, catch up whenever they can. So now they had a chance to work professionally. Why not? Sure. I mean, you know, you say you have two guys that you knew before, and then all of a sudden they collaborate and hook up, and maybe they're on Sunday morning now because they had known each other for a long time, a long time <laughs> in the past. Yeah, nobody does that. Nobody. Who would want to do that? <laughs> I tell you, just the crazy people. It, it, it makes sense. It does. And 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 when you when you can build that type of chemistry, yes, in especially in in in, in those positions, right. When you go into season, let me tell you, Jason and John as quarterback and receiver, they didn't have to say a thing. No, they, they, they just they, like blinked. They've and been it was like what? Catch all their lives, right? <laughs> In the you know? backyard, right. yes. You know, it, it makes sense. I was going to say it'd be like me and my brothers, but you'd have to ask which one again. Yeah, because you have three. Yeah. It's like oh, I was talking to my brother. <laughs> and I look at you like, hey, Chris. A little hint. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, you know, when you have that kind of chemistry with right. somebody in, in, in those two positions, yes. it, 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 it translates to games time because you don't have to second guess. You understand each other. And they can throw the ball in places where Devontae Adams knows where it's going because they've done it. And you, yeah. you're like, well, how did he know to go high? Well, how did he know to throw it low and inside? Well, shoot, they've been doing that. Yeah, and they know each other. They understand each other. They they, they know the way each other thinks, and, and that goes a long way. Because you know there's been some of the greatest plays made offensively and defensively that were not what the coach called. No. <laughs> and I just want to give that little caveat. It's not a secret. You really shouldn't do it much because a lot of times it doesn't work out. Right, but when it does. When it does, you're yeah. going hot. But, again, you you have to be in a situation that you really know that person right. who you're – That uh, playground football will work. Correct. On occasion. On occasion. And occasionally we have to stop what we're talking about and have the commercials run, like now. So we will be back again. Uh, he's wearing the shirt already. I'm sporting a little black. Now he can tell the – Part if you're watching us off the StreamYard deal, who's whom, and also our names are right in front of us. <laughs> We're going to be back for our last segment here on this final Sunday of National Women's Month. Uh, March Madness and the quarterfinals, et cetera, championship and consolation matches at Dell Match Play at the Austin Country Club, right here on Laying Down the Law. Laying Down the Law is brought to you by Texas Spine Care Center, Cover 3 San Antonio, Coordinated Financial Group, and Hop Dotty Burger Bar. We're back. Laying Down the Law. As we finish up March with the madness Two teams already in Duke and Villanova. So if you're blue and white, that bodes very well for you. But uh, we'll see in these quarterfinal matches at Dell Match Play uh, starting at about 12.35 p.m. Central. Scotty Scheffler, the UT grad against Seamus Power. That's fifth in the world going against 42nd in the world. Then I think one of the probably the most popular uh, match of the four, Dustin Johnson, 8th in the world, versus Brooks Kepka at 16th in the world at 12.50 p.m. And then at 1.20, we have Abraham Answer at 15th in the world versus Corey Connors, 56th in the world. I guess he would be the underdog because they take the top 64, so he's in. The, but listen, don't, don't, don't sleep on 
on anybody in the top 64 in the world. In the world, there's seven billion people in the world. So, if you're 56 ranked, yeah, you still beat 7.9 billion people. And then Will uh, Zalatoris at 24th against Kevin Kisner, the Kisner, the defending Dell Matchplay champ. They go off last at 145. So we'll get a chance. I mean, Chris. Um, DJ or Kepka's going to be in the in the in the semifinal. That's right. Next, then the championship from there. Uh, so four to two. No, eight to four, and four to two. Yeah, you know it's interesting when you look at the matchups, Steve. It's it's. I guess if you want to look at it as a seed, it, it's a it's a in in a lot of in at least three of them, it's a. No, just two of them. It's a, it's a high seed versus a, a, a very low seed uh, playing against each other. Um, it's going to be an interesting day. It'll be an interesting day of golf to see how it all pans out when it's all said and done. So when it's all said and done? I don't know. Is I mean, Kissner defend? You know? You've got to say you, you – He got a good shot. Absolutely. And, and you, you've always got to – you don't always ha- you, you, you kind of look for the, for the, the, the defending champ to – Scotty Scheffler's been hot. Um, DJ's played well before. He's you know he's just quiet and he mows along. And, and Kepka's a major champion as well. I mean, you got guys that can ball out, right? You know, and and like you said, it's it's these are the top guys in in the world. So in the whole wide world, and you know that that on on in golf as any other sport. The day lends itself to whoever hits the ball well and, yes. and, and plays through. So speaking of, well, you're talking about hitting the ball well. What about shooting the ball well? And we've got two more uh, spots in the Final Four. And so is that Kansas, Miami, and you got North Carolina and St. Pete's. St. Pete's clearly from <laughs> Jersey City, baby. So, so you know, you, you, I'm one of those guys who always goes for the underdog. And you look at St. Pete's and the story that they've had throughout 15, the tournament. See, first time to get to the Elite Eight. Absolutely. And and, 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 and I'd like to see them move up and, and, and keep going. North Carolina's uh, kind of had Corey Love. Co- Caleb Love. Caleb Love was phenomenal. That is a for, big wall to tumble down. And, and, for, and can they get through them? We'll see. I They've been playing some really good basketball, Steve, and, and, and wouldn't it be neat to see them go through, though? It'd be crazy because North Carolina is, you know, they're on a roll doing well. And why not another Duke-North Carolina in the Final Four? That would, you know, Krzyzewski, you know, he, he, it's funny because how can you write these scripts? You can't. Okay. How do you plan that? You can't plan that. No, the, the, it, it, it just kind of falls in place for you, and and I don't know. Would it? I think it's going to be Villanova against Kansas and Duke against North Carolina in the Final Four. I think Kansas pulls it out over Villanova. I'd like to see them. I mean, they're the last. So Kansas and North Carolina, yeah, Big 12 team. They're the last Big 12 team in there. So. And Bill Self is a heck of a coach. Himself. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, right. I mean, come I think on. any any one of the la- of those teams that get if they, it's going to be a good final. But if St. Pete gets St. <laughs> Peter's, they won on National Peacock Day, right? I should have bet the house on that day, right? Oh yeah, 
Because it's not. It doesn't. How get, many times do you get a peacock mascot, a national peacock gay, gay, playing in the in the game? It doesn't get it. You couldn't write that. Again, but if North Carolina wins, you can't write North Carolina Duke otra vez. Yeah, and that's a matchup that 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 you know it's it's storied. It, it's happened. that ticket would be stupid high. Yeah, silly ball, silly silly money, silly the money. money. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna push all in if Kansas can get there. I think he was the winner of Kansas Villanova. I'm going with the bottom part of the bracket. I'd have to agree with you, Steve. I I don't know. It, it, let's see how it shakes out. All I know is I know people bet money on me when I was 19, and I just hope I did y'all right. I never looked at the line. I never looked at the line. I just wanted to win. And I think that that you know going into the tournament, and these guys, the the, the, the athletes at, at at St. Pete's probably. I don't know that when you when you're from a small school, do you do you walk in thinking we're going to do this? I mean, surely you want to have the mindset that you're going to win. You have to. But, but, you know, and as you as you gain momentum through the tournament, there's that that uh, you know that feeling that you get. God, God we're going to win. I and yeah. And then, then you go into the next game, and then you and and it works out for you. And and the games have not been blowaways. They've been close games. No. And and they've stayed right in the game and or and ahead. It's just a great story. It, yeah. it really is. Yeah, and I was listening this morning to Cinderella Dana Dane for you old school rappers. So who knows? The Cinderella St. Pete's, St. Peter's. I don't want to call them St. Pete's. St. Peter's, uh, the the Peacocks could win. Kind of reminds you of a story in basketball back in the in the mid-60s when a small school from, from West Texas yes. uh, went to the NCAA and, and – uh, Pete, Kentucky? And beat Kentucky and the great Adolph Rupp. And the greater Don the Bear Haskins. There you go. Because he's from our hood, baby. The 915. <laughs> <Nine> <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. I actually took a photo um, at the AT&T Center with two guys that had two Texas Western uh, jerseys on. Speaking of that, you know, we had the opportunity to watch a young man with the same name as uh, the great Neville Shedd. Uh, oh, um, his. his uh, uh, grandson no or i think it was a cousin or nephew or something somewhere happened. down the line right. but but related to, to that one in that one for 20 you, oh. you should have not brought that up man there's no <laughs> way you shoot 20 three pointers instead of going to the basket you they had a full-on three on two fast break against villanova and pulled up and i lost my and I was, I was like, what the, what just happened? I mean, and I'm sure I wasn't embarrassed because it just showed that Gen Z is well, Steve, is not like go a, to the rim, yeah. go to the rack, get fouled, and one, put it in. You know, you could, those guys could dunk on the three on two fast. You don't have to lay it in. I have to lay it in. Arizona did the same thing on Thursday night. They had, they had. Let's look for the three, three pointer because analytics they, tell me that if I do two right. threes, that's six points. You have to make three twos. Man, okay. Miss me with the freaking flashcards from multiplication. I get it. Miss me with that. The higher percentage shot is the better one when you go one for 20. It, it's a sign of the Five percent. It's, it's the way the ball, the, the game is played these days. But you have to make an in-game adjustment. If right. you go one for ten, you know, don't take any more three-point shots, team. Steve, it's automatic. You have three on two 
driving down on a fast break. Big, move six, the ball five, around and put it up to the 30, 40 the, inch yes. vertical dudes. Draw the foul. I mean, that's how that's it That's a to joke. Always, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Somebody's going to foul me, get posterized, and and one all in the same move if you do it right. Especially when you're shooting from the three point line. Has, 5%. Has, has been terrible all night. 5%. Long. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at all. You get some of that, I hear. On the Capital One cash back, you get 5% yeah. in one category. And you know the credit card companies ain't trying to give you much. Uh-uh. So 5% is nothing. Right. I'm done. I don't know. I'm done, man. Let's go <laughs> get in some vitamin D, get some sunscreen on, because I'm dark enough. And uh, we can put on the hat and see Del who match wins. Play. Del match Del play. play. It's going to be a good day. I'm going it with Kepka. I'm going with Kepka. I think I'll sit there. You know what? I'm going to go going? with Johnson. You always got to go opposite me. Well, Kisner will probably win or somebody else. Day. We'll probably lose. It's a beautiful day outside. In a lot the of neighborhood. sunshine. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. And <laughs> we're going to go enjoy some golf. Yes, we are. So for Edwin behind the glass, Rod Chico Taylor, Tanner. Tanner. On the, in the Tanner Report, on the pitch, Chris Renette and Steve Falls. I got to get out of here. I can't speak. We're laying down the law. We'll be back next week right here on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM.